Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 12 6 podcast. It is 2023. We are finally back a year later, technically. This is your host, Mario. I'm joined with my boy, my co host, Ryan Pop. Ryan, welcome back, my friend. Dude, it's good to be back. It's been way, way too long. We took a little bit of a hiatus there. You know, both of our lives got a little bit busy. We got some life changing, career changing stuff going on, man. A lot of things going on personally. It was, a, it was a perfect time to like regroup. I know the last time we, we left off, it was winter meetings for MLB, which sounds like forever ago. Um, a lot of things happened. We had the whole Aaron Judge thing that was messed up. Uh, the White Sox signed Mike Clevenger, <clears throat> who will now probably never pitch a game for them ever. Yeah, that uh, dude's dead. Ben Attendee, White Sox. We kind of predicted that a little bit. Uh, and the Cubs, man, they got one of the big four. So before we talk about any of that, we're gonna get to our legends. Rye, do you have a legend, or should I go first? I got two legends. All right, dude, let's hear it. I got two legends. My first legend is baseball right around the corner, man. Pitchers, catchers, we're reporting soon. Spring training is right around the corner, man. It's been way too long um, since we've seen baseball live, right? It's been all season sucks. Dude. Guess, all season is the guess worst. Guess who I saw on the mound, by the way. Guess who I saw? Since you're speaking of pitchers, guess who's throwing off the mound? Mr. Garrett, oh. Cro- Garrett Crochet, throwing off the mound. That's good. A year, not even a year past TJ, but that's continue good. with everything. That's just a positive thing that made my that's day. That's good because holy fuck, you guys will need him. Yeah, dude. Jeez. Um, but yeah, my first legend <laughs> baseball right around the corner, man. The off season to me is just absolutely miserable. Um, been very sad without it. My second legend is Mr. Mario Magana, man. Congrats on the new career thing that you're going <laughs> down. It's I... awesome, dude. I'm extremely stoked for you. Um, I can't wait for once you graduate your thing that you're doing now and everything, and you'll be into it, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Um, It's a long road. It's still a long road. Takes up most of my day. I really have time to obviously see my friends, you know. Just, just, just obviously too with that. Like, if you're in my life, you know that's that's just a that's just a thing right now where like you know that you mean something to me. So whoever listens out there, you know, I know a lot of people listen. They're kind of friends and whatnot. Um, I try to make time for everybody, but <clears throat> here with my co-host tonight, man, we're gonna we're gonna make this pod. We we gotta start. We gotta get back on track, man. We gotta back get back on, on track. track. But is, I appreciate the kind words, man. Yep, um, I know you're going through the grind right now, but it'll be worth <clears throat> it, man. It'll be worth it when you're into it, dude. And it's, I mean, it's pretty awesome. <clears throat> it's a pretty awesome thing that you're doing, dude. So proud of you. Happy for you, man. Appreciate it, man. A lot of hard work. A lot of uh, going through some stuff, but uh, you know, through all that, I get to do what I'm doing, and I get to make a podcast. So. We're doing that tonight. Can't beat that. Yes, sir. My, and <clears throat> just really quick, my legend. Uh, it's going to be Brock Purdy, man. It's going to be Brock Purdy. Uh, even though he tore his UCL in the NFC Championship game a couple weeks ago, he stepped up for Jimmy G when he got hurt. And he took off, man. I know he had the best overall roster in football, in my opinion, especially offensively. He, was, he had weapons left and right. But, Genius uh, head coach, good head coach. I mean, just the perfect situation for anybody. I mean, you had you could have been Russell Wilson probably and, and done well this year with that team. Um, so, respect to him and what he did. It's it's not easy to do, and you know, and then getting hurt in the NFC champ that really sucked, man. That just like you knew the game was over right then. Shitty um, ending, shitty game. Not gonna lie, I was very, very disappointed, dude. To I had to sit through and watch that awful game. I, I don't think I, I watched it. I, I actually stopped watching. I it. watched it, but. I mean, Fuck, especially man. when the backup 
got hurt, and it was just like, what the fuck is this, man? I mean, this is just a terrible game. But Mess. if you're a Niner fan, I mean, I can't even imagine the hype going into the game and then yeah. just for it to end like that. Terrible. We just need a quarterback to stay healthy, man. I mean, it's just that's all there is to it. I, I have no doubt in my mind that we could beat the Eagles. I mean, I mean, we gave him we gave him a couple turnovers before the half. It was just a whole thing, man. Um, the fact that we're even in that game for one half is insane. Um, so yeah, that's. Hey, with that being said, though, really quick, are you rooting for the Eagles? Or absolutely not. I want the Chiefs to win. I can't believe I'm saying that. <clears throat> Fuck the Eagles. I do not like them. Um, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. Go Chiefs. Go Mahomes. Uh, go, uh, go whoever else they got. Pacheco in the backfield. I like him. He's a cool guy. Um, go Chiefs, man. Go Chiefs. Um, let's get into some local stuff, man. It's been a long time, but we're talking about it. Chicago Cubs, Dansby Swanson, shortstop, spoke at Cubs convention, all that. There's some hype around the city. There's some hype around the team. Probably not going to do... Anything, maybe a wild card. You got a tough division. You got the Cardinals and Brewers in your face. Don't look at me like that, man. You know it's the truth. You got the Pirates who are, they're they're going to be bad, but they're going to be a pain in the ass. Dude, I sent you the Pirates projected starting <clears throat> nine lineup, and it's just like the weirdest mis- uh, mix match of just people. Dude. I looked at the lineup. I was like, what the fuck is this? But it could be like... They could be a sneaky, fun team to kind of watch. Because they have the pipeline. They got the pipeline. They got the youngsters. Um, O'Neal Cruz is just going to keep getting better. Um, you know, they're they're going to be a pain in the ass. Um, and you know the Cardinals are going to be good. I mean, just listen to this top six. O'Neal Cruz, Brian Reynolds, stud, Key Brian stud, Hayes, stud. G-Man Choi, yeah. Andrew McCutcheon, Old. Carlos Santana. Yeah. But it's just like, <laughs> That's it gonna, could yeah. be interesting. I mean, you never know. It's just for the Pirates who have been bad for so long. I mean, they might actually be kind of fun, exciting to watch again. And like you said, they're pipeline, dude. I mean, they've got dudes coming up. they got some youngsters, man. Um, they're going to be good. They're going to be a good, solid team in a couple years. Maybe even next year. Not this season, I don't think at all. But um, they're going to be paying the ass, man. If you're in the pennant chase and you're you know, or, or, or like a potential postseason spot and you're playing the Pirates, they got nothing to lose. They're going to go out there and they're going to be like, hey, here's our guys. We're gonna we're gonna upset you today, and that's that's the kind of team that they look like they can be. Um, <clears throat> but the Cubs, man, Dansby Swanson. Yeah, yeah. From what a Cubs it? perspective, fan of theirs, they had to have gone out and got one of the top four shortstops this offseason, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I was a huge huge fan of Xander Bogarts. I love Xander Bogarts, dude. Hits three twenty, power for you, dude. How but, about that, man? I don't know where, dude. By the way, what Padres? Yeah, dude. I mean, there's so many things that we can. T- I mean, the the offseason well, we was so fucking, fucking much crazy, man. I mean, we just it's just one of those things where like if I was if we weren't going through like a lot of changes in our personal lives, like we'd be on it like Hawks, like and even we were a little bit too. It's like how the hell did this happen? You know, but continue with your thing. We'll talk about all that in a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm just, and, and they did it. They went out and got Dansby, man. I mean, maybe they overpaid, Mario, what do you think? Maybe overpaid him a little bit. But, I mean, you go out and you get the guy. If you have to overpay slightly a little bit, it is what it is, man. I mean, really, he's making $25 million a year. If he's going to play a premium <laughs> position like shortstop is and put up his offensive potential, dude, I, I'll pay $25 million over and over again for that type of guy. So... With that, I say you pay for what the market demands. You did not what o- the market's demanding. You did not overpay for Dansby Swanson. Um, would I say the Padres overpaid for Xander Bogarts? I think that's a better argument to be made. He's got a lot of years on that contract. 
believe it was what eleven. Well, for they just gave him a fuck ton of years, dude. dude holy, gave, that I mean, his is AAV gonna, is probably ooh. very similar to what Dance we got, but he got so many years on I his. Think contract. He's around twenty, maybe a little. He's definitely less than what Dansby got. Um, but that's the thing, man. That's how these. That's Dan how these Street. teams got to roll, dude. That's how these teams got to roll. They probably have it in their mind that hey, Manny Machado's gonna opt out this year. We gotta throw him at least thirty five, thirty six million a year, and then Juan Soto's a free agent after next year. What are you gonna do with that? That guy's gonna demand four to five hundred million dollars. So, I I get the idea of doing these ten to eleven years deals, but if you keep doing them, it, it, then then you're just gonna be stuck with a bunch of forty year olds. What do you think you're just gonna dump them on some team that wants them? Like that's just not how it's gonna work. Well, speaking of, they just signed uh, Yu Darvish to a six year deal. That deal will end when he's forty two oh years gosh, old. Oh my gosh, dude! I saw that. Six I saw years, that when I woke up. Eight million dollars. It's gonna end when he's forty two. I mean, dude, they're gonna bite that at the end. I mean, they're they're gonna, not gonna get rid of that money. No, and I mean, who knows? You can't you can't look into the future, <clears> but. Can you picture a 41, 42-year-old Yu Darvish, like, with his wicked that caliber? Well, the thing with Yu Darvish is he's not like Justin Verlander. Yu Darvish is 94, 93, right? Yeah, he relies on a slider and shit And he's like got that. a slider. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows when age, with your age, you're going to lose that depth. You're going to lose that, that, that cut on your ball. And he's going to lose it, man. Right. He's going to lose it. That, to me, I woke up. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are, what are they doing here, man? 42 years But apparently old. they don't care. And... Back to the Xander thing. I mean, he got eleven for two eighty. Okay. So he got a hundred over a hundred million dollars more than Zan, uh, Dansby did for only four more years. And I think that's more. I think that's more of an overpay. I think that I would have anything. I would have went higher AAV for less years. Yeah, and, and back to my thing too. I was saying Dansby, their AAV is the exact same. It's twenty five million dollars mm-hmm. a year. So they just loaded on the years at the back end of it. In. I mean, like I said, man, I mean, they're going to eat that at the end of it. He's not going to be performing as a 40-year-old like he is now. I mean, we've seen it with contracts, like, with guys now at the end of their career, like Miguel Cabrera. I mean, you're paying this dude it's, all this it's money, a, and it's it ruins an organization is what it does, man. It does, dude. It does. I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I think, like, what also is very important here is that you have a, a star player, in my opinion, at probably – arguably the most important position on the field besides a catcher because look at all the shortstops in the game right at the shortstops in the game that, that are superstars or you could say um you can maybe list off 10 that are hey this guy's this guy's a stud and then you start falling into your i mean who, who's the shortstop that we could say like your 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 jose iglesias types right those guys who are like oh one year five or elvis andrews one year six right yeah. like there are about maybe 10 in the game. You signed one, and you have him for the next six, right, whatever seven years. years. You have yeah. him for the next seven years, man. That is crucial to have. That is, it's, that is, it's, oh, big time. Such a, it's such a luxury to have. And if you're going to put your money somewhere, you're going to put it with a guy like Dansby, man. He's a good hitter, amazing defender. He's a leader. He's won a World Series. His wife... Is is placed for the Chicago Red Stars, so he obviously you know has that kind of feeling. He has the vibe of, of what it is to be here. Um, so I think it's a good situation for everybody involved. I think it was probably the most ideal fit. Um, we all guessed it. I, I I'm pretty sure we were both like, hey, Dansby's probably going to be a Cub. You wanted Xander. He's just a bit yeah, better hitter. I wanted Xander, but in hindsight, man, I think the Dansby thing is absolutely perfect. <clears throat> I mean, for everything you just mentioned, he's young. He he. Gold glove defender. He can stroke the ball. And he's got the Chicago connections. 
But in reality, dude, I mean, aren't you? I mean, you're not a Cubs fan, but thank God they did not go after Correa. What I mean, a what fucking a, mess, dude. Absolute just what mess. Me- dude, I mean, been. Like, we could talk about that really quick because, you know, we haven't had a pod in a while, so we're just going to make this one a little bit longer just to get back. Yeah, if you're it. listening, we're just jumping all over the place. Just, hang, just hang with us because it's been just, a long time. This is just baseball talk here, man. This is baseball talk. We're catching up, man. Um, so Correa started. Um, he signed with, if I'm getting the timeline correct, he signed with the Giants first. And we were like, holy shit, he's going to the Giants. Yep. Right? San Francisco Giants. Done deal, whatever. Press conference was set up, and then something happened with the medical. He's got his family at a hotel in, in San Francisco area. They're getting ready to announce all this stuff, and it's just kiboshed. They're trying to work out the deals, and then Steve Cohen comes in from the Mets, offers him like 50-whatever million dollars less for one less year. He ends up signing with them or agreeing to terms with the Mets, and then they have a medical issue. And then he goes to the Twins about a week later or so, and signs with them. So he's just back where he started. He's yep. making way less money. And now a team that I despise has a really good shortstop again. So that sucks for me. But, man. Yeah, but in hindsight, I'm just extremely happy that the Cubs did not go after him. Because oh, who knows, yeah. it could have hindered him to them getting Dansby, right? If they had been waiting in limbo to see what's going to happen with Correa. Thank God, dude. I mean, thank God. I would have stayed away from Correa if I were the Cubs too, man. I mean, it's just all that. I mean, after the Mets thing happened, like, would I have been mad if like Jed had thrown like two years, eighty million at him? Mm-hmm. Come play third base. Third base, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I would have signed Dansby anyway. Then, right? Signed Dansby anyway, but and third base is kind of a hole right now. Depending on if I've I've seen videos of Madrigal taking ground balls at third base, yeah, trying to plug him there. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go. He's not a third baseman. Definitely does not have the arm. And he doesn't have the pop. He doesn't base. have the pop either. I mean, you want a corner but, guy. But right, smash. no, you do want a corner guy to smash. But I mean, you've got the guy. If you can't flip him for anything, you got to put him somewhere, right? You can't just ride the yeah, bench. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, super happy they did not go up to Correa. Extremely happy they got one of the four guys in Dansby. I mean, I think Dansby an absolute stud. And if you look at the Cubs' middle now, Dansby and Nico. It's saw that's solid I mean, defensively. Dude, I'll put that up against anybody's middle infield. Yeah, man, it's it's a good it's a <clears throat> it's a good starting point. Um, just from like my perspective as a fan of the game, I haven't obviously haven't had much time to look into things recently. I know that MLB.com updated their list of, of uh, prospects. I know that uh, Brendan Davis is kind of falling off a cliff here. Well, he's falling off a cliff because he's hurt. I mean that. I mean a lot of guys can be hurt too. I mean I'm not I'm not too sure <clears throat> of the severities of his of his issues, but uh, Brendan Davis was a top prospect in all of baseball. He was. He got hurt last year. I mean he was projected to make the big league club last year just, at some point. It just and wasn't he had, working. He had out back for him. surgery, I believe. Yeah. I mean that's a serious fucking injury. Put him out for the whole year. So, if he bounces back healthy, I mean, it's not like his tools went away. I mean, he's still got major potential. And if you look at what they did with their outfield, I mean, they've got Ian Happ, all-star last year, Cody Bellinger in center field, and Seiya Suzuki in right. I mean, it's a good outfield. This like, is what I would say. This is what I say. I, I agree Bellinger with all that. The Bellinger signing gave Brendan Davis time to get back I, to this. I, I agree with all that. This is, the, this is the problem that I see with the Cubs. And fortunately for them, they're the Chicago Cubs. So they can they can spend past any problem which they've shown in the past to do. Um, for whatever reason, uh, most with the exception of Pete Crow Armstrong, who's going to be a stud, I forgot to mention him, yep. top twenty guy in the game in, in terms of prospects. 
they really don't have much that you can look at in that system and saying like, hey, like this this is a guy who's going to be a guy. In my opinion, right now, Brennan Davis, you can make the argument he's shown like blimps in the past where he was you know top twenty guy as well. It's the injuries, right? Like you mentioned, he's kind of falling off a little bit. He's definitely going to be somebody you can plug and play, and could be somebody that works out. Um, <clears throat> I think that my major concern if I were a Cuff fan would be. Like, were these, like, blue chip, you know, like yeah, when the White Sox had Eloy and be... Luis Robert and stuff, <clears throat> you have a lot of money to spend, which is going to be the thing that the Chicago Cubs should be relying on anyway, in my opinion, of the Cubs. Go and buy, guys. Right. Go go pay Shohei Otani next year. You can do it. Um, but that's my big thing, man. In my opinion, I think they just needed to not rely as much on the prospects, at least at this point, kind of falling off a little bit. Not to say they don't have anything there, because every team has got those, you know, those those uh, diamonds in the in the rough. But in terms of just like, hey, this guy's gonna be a guy, like the Pete Armstrongs of the world. They don't have very many, so that's how I that's how yeah. I see the situation. I mean, I I hear that, but my answer to that would be: Do you know who wins big league games? Who is that? Big league players. You're right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I know the farm is important, but at one point you. You you need you need your roster to be talented. With I get players. it, yeah, but you get those guys from the pipeline, dude. That's that's you can. that's my point. So you can. The good you, news is like they're not the Tampa Bay Rays. You, you could know just I mean? go out and buy and supplement it with. And farm that's what guys. they're gonna that's do. What they're gonna do it, right? And, they, and, and the Cubs are good at doing it, man. And I think that their farm system is strong enough <clears> to be able just to supplement it with guys like they, that they need, like Pete Armstrong, dude. Oh, he's, he's gonna, gonna be an gonna absolute, be absolute stud. stud, man. If you get three. If, look, look, man, if you get three guys, if you're the Cubs, if you can get three guys from your pipeline to be studs, you're fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to be a postseason team in, for many years to come, and that's just the way it is. got to hit on at least three, in my opinion. Yeah. You, cannot, you, can, you can spend to fix those problems. They've shown they will in the past when they signed Hayward and Lester and Lackey and all these other guys that they brought in. Zobris, you know, the list goes on, man. You Darvish, it just keeps going on. Those guys are all guys that would make an offseason for half the teams in the league. So, um, yeah, man, that'd be my one thing. But otherwise, they're on the track forward to, to being good. They are. And, and I think that their offseason has been great, dude. I mean, I saw somebody, some ranking thing gave them like a B- minus or something <clears throat> like that. And I think that's, that's respectable. Terrible, dude. I, I think it's respectable. At least, a, dude, I, I mean, I think it's at least <clears throat> B plus, A- minus range. I mean, if you look at their, their signings this year, Dansby, Tyone, Bellinger, Mancini, I mean, Barnhart, whatever, Boxberger, Hosmer. They filled holes, man. I forgot they sent Hosmer, huh? If, yeah. Wow. Mancini and Hosmer to... And you got Matt Mervis in the pipeline coming up, and they do <clears> hit like 35 homers in AAA last year. That just doesn't happen in a shortened season like that. But I like their offseason, man. I think they're going to be really competitive. You already mentioned that their division is tough. I mean, the Brewers, it's their starting pitching. That's why the Brewers are good, because they've got great starting pitching. <clears throat> the Cardinals, incredibly... Well run organization. I mean, they're going to be good. When I've yeah. got Contreras, they're going to be good, dude. I I don't see why they can't like they beat you said, up on the sneak Reds, do a wild card, yeah. or right, beat up on the shitty teams and contend for the the division this year. I yeah. mean, if they're if they're in the mix at the deadline, you imagine they're going to go out and they're going to add to their team. They've got dudes in the system that they needed to <clears throat> make a push for it. They could. I mean, yeah. I don't understand why it couldn't be a a, a postseason run for the Cubs this year. And it's the expectations with the offseason that they had, you know. I uh, I think they could be. I think they could be good. Will they make the playoffs? I would bet not at this point. But if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's just put it that way. I could see a path where that happens. 
more so than I ever have, even since maybe since twenty twenty. Right, let's put it that way. Yeah. So and the NL is good. <clears throat> the NL is very good, man. The NL is very good. The Phillies are no joke. Um, they're they're. Uh, if you just look at the East, you look at the Phillies, the Mets, the Braves. The poor, the poor Marlins. Dude, the Marlins. I have no idea God. what they're doing. Absolutely no idea what they're doing. You know who their shortstop's going to be this year? It's not going to be Jazz. It's going to be um, Joey Wendell. Well, they could have used Jazz there. I don't know why they put him in center field because they tra- they got Luis Arise, um, in a trade for Pablo Lopez. So, man. There's a lot of things that you kind of just, like, if you look back at it, it's like, dang, those are big trades that you just kind of miss, you know, when you're busy. But, <laughs> yeah, man, the, there's... The Marlins are very... It's I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they've got guys playing in almost every position where they've, like, never really naturally played that position through a whole season. Hey, man, you got, got the Sion, like... You got the Sion, right? You got that going for you. You got some good pitching. You need to hit. You got, you got the AL batting champ on your team now. So that's good. That'll get you something. Um He's going to be playing second base every day, though. Man, I, that's, that, that seems I mean, a mess, dude. It's a mess. And, and in baseball, when you're playing a position that you're not comfortable with, dude, that directly affect, like it affects well, that's what, you. Well, that's what Arise played, though. He played second base. He DH'd like, all the he time. DH'd he DH'd a lot, a DH. but he played second base, too. I mean, yeah, I saw. He played like 50 or 60 games And you got DH. Jazz and center, man. Yeah, jazz and center. Fucking, you're just center. asking you got for Joey it. Wendell at short, who's dude, played like 40 games at short. A month in with a... It's Damn like, what are you doing? Entering. Yeah, dude. Terribly run organization. Like, up there with the Rockies, almost, in my opinion. They're just... They got lucky with a few guys, man. Alcantara's a stud, man. Yeah. God, what a stud. Yes, um, he is. What else you got on the Cubs, man? Anything else? Dude, I'm just excited to see... I'm excited to see the roster together. I mean, add Bellinger to the mix. Add Swanson. Hopefully, Madrigal gets back healthy. I'm just excited to see the team together and see what they can do this year, man. Because it was an exciting offseason. And it was an offseason for the Cubs for the first one in a couple of years that positive notes came out of it. You know, like the last couple of offseasons have just been like, what are we doing here? I mean, are we going in rebuild mode? Are we retooling? What is it? But they've kind of put a direction forward that we're going to compete. We're willing to spend money again. And they're back. So I'm just hoping to see or happy to see what, what the team will look like when they get out on the field, man. Hopefully dudes have some good spring training and get back to it, man. Take the central back. Cubs are back, man. The Cubs are back. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the White Sox offseason moves. Some things that, uh, it's let's just put it this way, it started off okay. It got bad, and then it got worse in a in a health kind of way, too. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about all that after this break. All right, so now we get into the not-so-happy part of the podcast here. We talk about the White Sox offseason as pitchers and catchers report, I believe, next week. So we started off signing Mike Clevenger, who at the time thought, you know, this is a decent signing. He's going to be a nice fifth guy in the rotation. We're just going to go in order here, right? We're just going to get an order of events. All right, so the offseason is like whatever at that point. You know, it's cool. It's it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not it's not it's a spoke on the wheel. It's not the actual wheel, right? So we continue going, and then we sign Andrew Benintendi, which I like a lot. I think it's a great move for the team. The player's good. Um, he's he's a good fit. You know, we lose Jose, but we get another player who is not going to be Jose offensively, but he's going to be the player we need. We didn't need another righty with Pop. We needed a lefty who can you know make contact. 
play good defense and maybe even hit 20 home runs at the at the park because it's of 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 uh the dimensions he's played at recently. He's shown that 20 home run pop. Um so you know, I I have high hopes for for him and if he can stay healthy, he can be a good player at the top of our lineup behind TA uh, or maybe even at hopefully at some point the offense is just so damn good that he moves down in the order. So those are the thoughts that I have originally. <clears throat> so as we continue on, we don't really do much after. Um, and that's all there is to that, right? <laughs> you kind of just really don't do much. Um, I was like, wait for something. No, that's like, it. Yeah, no. And, that, and you kind of just are just waiting. You're like, oh, maybe we might make a trade. Maybe we might do this. Oh, you know, maybe, we, maybe we might do that. Oh, like you're, and you're just thinking like, yeah, they're going to make a big move. They're going to get rid of somebody. Nope. No trades of, of any significance. No moves. Um, so there's that. And then one day we all wake up or whatever. I, I think it was, I, I remember I was going to work and I see this Mike Clevenger shit that he's beating his wife and abusing his child. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man. You you just want to. At first, you just don't want to believe this kind of stuff. You just don't. You're just like, this is, like, this isn't true, right? Like, let's let's give him a chance to defend himself. And then you know, you, and then the further you look into it, you know, the more you realize like this is legit, man. This is real. Mm-hmm. This happened. Mm-hmm. This is what's going on. Obviously, um, you know, do we we weren't there, so we can't say what happened. But it, you know, it's it's clearly obvious something happened. Um, you know, we have some details, obviously we probably don't have everything, but it all signs point to him being a scumbag. Who's just not a good human being and should never, ever play another game in major league baseball. Um, so there goes your fifth starting pitcher, right? In a, in a, in a solely professional, uh, mindset there. And then, you know, somebody's probably going to face some criminal charges of some sort, right? I mean, that's, you're talking about domestic violence. You're talking about. You know, abuse of a child. That's that's some pretty you know hefty stuff that can carry some some lengthy th- sentences in, in a legal sense. But um, in a professional setting, this guy's not going to play. You lose your fifth starter. Crap, that sucks. Davis Martin, here you go. Right, Johnny Cueto's gone. He went to the Marlins or somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who he went to. But um, you can't you can't just go out and find another Johnny Cueto. That's just not going to happen. And then we get other just news that is just absolutely sucked to just hear um i mean it's not even about baseball at that point either with liam Hendricks, he's you know he's got cancer probably not gonna pitch i mean it's not even something that i i've i didn't in my opinion and if you're a Sox fan just don't even incorporate him into your plans this year um he's gonna be going through a lot of things like chemo and things of that nature is i mean i, I if you have never gone through it if you've never seen somebody go through that kind of thing it's going to be tough on him physically, man. He's probably going to lose some muscle mass if, if it gets that tough. And he's probably going to, you know, be exhausted a lot. I mean, it's, it's basically, you know, killing your body. That's what yeah. it does, man. It, it wears you down. Um, as having family members who've gone through that, losing people in my family to cancer like many others. I mean, it's something that it's it's something that he's going to have to go and, and, and do himself. And, you know, prayers to him. And I, and I think that's all there is to that, man. I'm not... No, 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 uh, no hard feelings, and, and and like nobody should have them, man. He's he's such an important player for the team, but you know you can't really incorporate him into to the plants, and can't obviously can't get mad at him for it either. You know, it's 
it's just a shitty situation. Um, hope he hope he gets better, and I'm sure he'll win the fight, man. He's a tough dude. Um, and that's all you can say about that. You know, I just hope for the best for him. Um, and then with that being said, you know, you got to go into your internal options. A good thing for the White Sox, they loaded up on pen arms over the past few years. They got some good ones. Um, and a lot of guys who didn't pitch well last year, from Joe Kelly to Graveman, who had his moments. I'm looking at one guy, and it's not Garrett Crochet, who I think could be a closer towards the end of the year. I'm looking at Ronaldo Lopez, man. And he's got 100 out of his arm on a good day. He's got some good breaking stuff, and he was dominant last year. That's your closer, in my opinion. There's no argument to me. He's my closer. I'm putting all the, the chips on him. Um, he's always been a highly regarded arm, and last year he cemented himself as an absolute elite pen arm, in my opinion. So he's my closer. Um, obviously make him earn it over Kendall Graven. I think Graven's just a little better in that eighth inning role. Um, and you go from there. Um, you know, you got Diekman from the left side. You got uh, Aaron Bummer from the left side as well. You got Garrett Crochet. Um, so just hopefully that works out. I think it could. I think it will. Um, that That's what I would do for that. And that leaves us to where we're at now. Team's not really set up to succeed, in my opinion. Um, I don't really... The Guardians are going to be a good team. Yeah, they are. Um, they got a lot of guys that are young that are going to come up in their system and play well. They signed Josh Bell. They're going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> There's just the fact of the matter is they're going to be a team that's probably going to win 90 games. Um the good news for the White Sox, last year, the, again, injuries, man. If this team can just stay healthy, if Giolito can play well, if your pitchers can stay healthy, if we can just find a way, and it's already started off terribly. <laughs> right, we've already lost two pieces of our team that were supposed to be decently decent pieces. Um, can Moncada play well? Can Eloy stay on the field? Can Luis Roberts stay on the field? Can T.A.? Stay on the field. <laughs> I it's can can Ben yeah, be a left fielder? For that's us? the big question mark with the White Sox. Is it just comes down to simply can guys stay healthy? It's literally the list. Me, Grandal hurt, Ta hurt, Moncada hurt, Robert hurt, Eloy Jimenez hurt, Andrew Vaughn. I need you, buddy. You got to step up for me. You get lost in the crowd. You're you were a, a a number three overall pick in the draft. You were the best collegiate hitter in baseball. Along with Chris Bryant over the last from 2010 to 2019, you were, it was you and KB, man. All right, that that's where you're that's where you're regarded at. That's where you were regarded at. You are that kind of player, that kind of guy who could be that kind of player. I need you to step up for me. Um, it looks like Gavin Sheets is going to have some opportunities. Um, so that's a good thing, I suppose. He's uh, just a lefty that can hopefully hit off varieties for us. Um, and, and we go from there, man. It looks like internally we're going to Sosa and Romy Gonzalez. T.A. at short, Moncada at third. You run it back. See what happens. I can see this team winning. I can see this team winning from 90 to 95 games, but I could also see them winning 72. And that's just where we're at. Um, it's just going to matter on health, man. And that's the name of the game. Stay healthy. You win. You get hurt. You lose. And that's the White Sox motto, too. Because there's no depth. There's no depth for this team. Um, the one thing I will end on is 
unfortunately, Colson Montgomery looks like an absolute stud. He looks like he's going to be the guy to step in for TA when he most likely leaves a free agency in two years because the Sox are not going to pay him $150 million to stay. And I am really, really excited to see Oscar Colas in right field. Um, so we got that going for us. And there's nothing uh, – there, that's probably the thing I'm most excited for, man, Oscar Colas. He's coming along, and phew, this team just got to stay healthy, man. There goes the end of the uh, the end of the Mario rant. Stay healthy. That's the White Sox motto because we have no depth. Dude, that was a solid ass little monologue there, dude. Look at the timing here. Ten minutes. And that's that that's fucking. And that's what I was. That was that's what I was trying on, to go for. I was just like a nice little tennis minute thing of of just White Sox talk because it's been that long. That was perfect. It's been that long, and man, very spot on though. Um, I do got to ask, though. I mean, after just the incredibly disappointing year last year, right? Things just didn't work. Team was unhealthy. Whatever. How the hell do you go out in the offseason and your biggest thing is signing Andrew Benintendi? I mean, I get it. It's a big signing. The biggest signing in, in franchise history. How do you not go out and supplement the team with dudes that will contribute to the roster? It just boggles my mind, man. So... To answer that, I think it was supposed to come from a trade. The, the This is the thing, too. You can just tell by the way Rick Hunt speaks. The biggest thing that was supposed to happen for this team was a trade. Whatever yeah, he made it very known that if anything's going to happen, it's going to come through a trade. And they signed like, a, they signed the – and then think about it. Then they go off and sign the biggest contract in franchise history. Why did they do that? Because they saw the Twins making moves. They saw, you know, the, the Guardians making moves. They were like, holy crap, we just lost Jose Abreu to the freaking Astros. Yeah, you got to react when all our teams in your division yeah. start making moves. And then, so, yeah, make moves. moves. I mean, yeah, and that's it. Make moves. I mean, they did Benintendi, congrats. But th- there's more out there. There was, man. I mean, dude, uh, Johnny Cueto, why not fucking bring him back? And that's the thing, too, man. The Clevenger thing really is going to really suck. And I'm pretty sure Cueto was still on the market he when was. the Clevenger stuff came out. He was still why, on the market. Why are you not on the phone immediately and say, whatever any other team is offering you, we'll give you $2 million yeah, more? Yeah, and he obviously enjoyed playing here somewhat. I mean, he played well here. Yeah. Um, this is the one, that, like, yeah, I know I'm really negative here, so I'm going to try, try to be a little positive. Um, my number one thing that I'm looking forward to, not only this year, but the next two, three years, a hopefully consistent outfield of three guys between Benny Attendee, Colas, and Robert. You give me those three guys playing good defense. Thank God he didn't say Eloy. I'm not saying Eloy because Eloy's going to be a DH and he's he's going to like it. All right, he's going to like it and he's going to hit 50 nukes, but he's also going to be fucking you know Healthy. eating popcorn during the game because he's not going to have nothing else to do. Right. He's going to be with he's going to be healthy. Is yes, thing. that's it. I don't care what he does, as long as he can go to that plate. If he can hit me that 300 that he can do, and if he can hit me those bombs, he can hit me two or three week, right? Like he, like he's shown that he possibly can do consistently. That's what we want, man. I mean, from a baseball fan perspective, when you see a dude that can hit 40 pops, and then you see him tearing his, what was it, his labrum trying to rob a home run. It's like, what? What are in, you doing? In, he's in a, spring he's a training. DH. In spring training, nonetheless. But it's like, dude, this guy's a, he's a good hitter. He's like a righty or Don Alvarez if he's healthy. Just stay healthy, man. Um, yeah, man, and that's all you can say about it. Stay healthy. Name of the game. 
Um, so let me throw a little hypothetical at you. What do you got for me? Who do you think is going to be... Who do you think will finish the year with a better record, Cubs or Sox? The Sox will still. Um, but but then again, would I be surprised if the Cubs did? Absolutely not. Because um, I think the White Sox would be just with their luck, dude. I mean, Lance Lynn gets hurt like two weeks into the season, right? And you're like, fuck, we just lost one of our aces again. Dylan Cease gets hurt, you know, in July. And then Kopech just sucks. And then Giolito sucks. And then Davis Martin's just doing his thing, giving up his four ERA a year. And the bullpen sucks, right? And you just go down the list of things that would happen to the White Sox because that's what happens to us. We just underperform. Um, hopefully that changes this year. And, like, it's just a broken record. And hopefully, hopefully, and that's just it. You, anything that starts with hope is just, like, the White Sox way. Um, so that's the end of that, man. Um, that's the White Sox rant. We'll see what happens. Hopefully nobody gets injured during spring training. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to just talk about the NFL, the Bears, the draft, the number one pick, yes, the, Tex- sir. the Texans coming through on the final yes, day, sir. winning that game. My boy Lovey, uh, <laughs> lifetime bear. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in a few seconds here. All right, so Chicago Bears, first pick in the NFL draft. It is very coveted. Sounds like they might be trading down. Rye, how do you feel? How are we thinking? What are we thinking? Do you want to trade down? Do you want the defensive end from Alabama or or Georgia, wherever he's from? What do you want to do? You're the GM of the Bears. You get the first round, or you get the first overall pick in the draft. What is GM Ryan doing? Well, first off, shout out to Lovey Smith for uh, giving us that gift. I mean, absolutely incredible, dude. The fourth down, I mean, and absolutely two points, incredible, all of it. dude. For him to do, yeah, fourth down touchdown to go for two to win it. I mean, the dude had to have known that he was getting fired, regardless of what was happening, to do that to give up yeah. the first round, or the first overall pick like that. Bear for life, man. Fucking bear for life doing that. But it did secure us number one overall pick. Which, like you said, coveted, dude. You could do so many things with that. Um, if I'm the GM of the Bears, man, I am trading down in a heartbeat. I mean, as soon as draft day rolls around, I'm asking every single team what they're what they're willing to give up for it. Especially if you look at the teams that are drafting right around them, two, three, four, they all need quarterbacks. They all need quarterbacks. The hope with the Bears is that Justin Fields is the dude. Mm-hmm. I know there's still a lot of question marks around him. We've seen it with his legs this year. He can run, right? He can make something out of nothing. But can he, can he be a passing quarterback, an elite passing quarterback in the NFL? That still remain to be seen, right? I mean, my argument is that, yes, he can. He did it at Ohio State. He's proven he can throw the ball at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. This year, look at what he had. He had a dog shit offensive line. The reason he was scrambling so much is because he – he had no time in the pocket. Yeah, he had to get out of there, on him man. in a second, man, for sure. That offensive line was just awful. And he had no wide receivers, man. He had nobody to throw the ball to. I mean, when your number one is Darnell Mooney, like, you have a problem. And you traded your second-round pick for Chase Claypool. You traded a second-round pick for Chase Claypool, which at the time, I mean, it was whatever. Chase Claypool, he's still got years left in his contract. So it is it is what it is. He's a good, he's a good like, three. Because in theory, you got a second-round back um, in the Roquan deal. So you, you still have a second pick this mm-hmm. year, second-round pick this year. Claypool amounted to be absolutely nothing this year. But... Let's see what 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 happens going forward with him. 
If I'm the Bears, man, I'm trading that down, and I'm trying to supplement it with numerous picks to try to fill holes in the roster because there are so many holes in this roster. It is unbelievable. I mean, on both sides of the ball, on the front, they need offensive linemen, they need defensive linemen. Like you're saying, the number one prospect is that defensive end from um, Georgia. They Crowder, need it. What's his name? Crowder or whatever the hell is Carter. Carter. Jalen Carter. Carter, Jaylen Carter there you go. They need a pass rusher. And the Bad. thing is, dude, if they do trade their pick, maybe trade it back a couple spots to a team that a lot of Bears fans are talking about trading with that I'm going to name in a second. Is there a chance you can still get one of those top two edge rushers, man? Cause That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can still get your guy if you move back. Um, let's, let's make a deal. Okay? Okay. It's draft day. And you got you got the, the golden goose, right? You have it. It's your pick. You're, you would be dumb to keep it in my opinion and in your opinion it sounds like too you get a you get a call on the phone you're in the you're in the war room you know you're you're dead be tired you're exhausted you're on your fourth cup I like of coffee this. I feel like I'm there right now. I know I'm just building the scene for you you I gotta like build it. the scene mm-hmm. you're exhausted you know your anxiety's through the roof you still have this pick and you're like oh shit I gotta get rid of this pick right you get a call from a team pretty close to you and the team is ready to offer you a king's ransom, and that team is the Indianapolis Colts. And they say, listen up, okay? I need a quarterback, and I know you're getting calls. I know you're getting some calls from everybody else. All right, I believe they, where they got the fourth, fifth pick? Yeah. Okay, one of those two picks, if you want to take a look really quick, just for the sake of the scenario. Um, so they're calling you. They don't know who you're talking to. Right? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. They got four. They got the fourth pick in the draft, okay? So they're like, oh, man, we want one of these quarterbacks. But I heard, you know, so-and-so is calling the Bears because they want their pick. And they say, Ryan, I'm going to give you, for your first overall pick, my first-round pick this year, my first-round pick next year, I'll give you a second for this year, too, and I'll give you Michael Pittman, Jr., Yes or no? It's a done deal. It's a done deal? It's a done deal, For dude. two firsts, a second, Michael Pittman Jr. for your first. You're giving up the first overall pick in the draft for that? Like that? Yeah, because if you... Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're not going to uh, wait. You're not going to wait for any other offers. You're just going to be like, boom, I'm done. Well, you're saying, you said in your hypothetical that I've been hearing offers all day. Right. And but that's I mean, the one. I don't know what those offers are. Well, is that but, the one? Does that entice... Like, if Would you be comfortable going to the, the Bears fan base saying, hey... This is what I got, guys. And this is what we accepted. Would you be okay telling the mass that? Um, yeah, I mean, I would. Okay. Because they've got the fourth overall pick. Like you said, there's an offensive lineman. There's a, there's a pass rusher. There's somebody sitting at four. Right? There's somebody sitting there at that four. That you were probably going to take anyway if you had four. You'll take next year's first-round pick. Right? You'll have a first-round pick next year. you have two first-rounds. And a, another second next year. Yeah. And you're getting a good wide receiver. Exactly. Which you need. Yeah. They're crazy. And then you go out in this draft and you use your second round pick for a wide receiver or for another pass rusher and you just build. Like I said, when we came back or whatever, it was, you, they have so many holes on the roster that you need to start plugging. I mean, take all the picks that you can, right? I mean, I do that in a heartbeat, especially Michael Pittman Jr. He's a good wide receiver. Oh, man. he's a great wide receiver. He's a good wide receiver. Um, besides that, though, I'm looking now. Something that at? entices me more. What do you got? And that needs a quarterback bad is the Houston Texans. Texans, dude, what do they got? 
And the reason I say that is they have a two this well, year. A two, right? They have a two this year, and they have a twelve this year as well. So what do, you, do you want both of them? Is that both? Of them. I'm taking <laughs> crazy. You have Bryce Young. Get Bryce Young here. Here's the first get, pick. Draft okay. Bryce Young, and I'll Who's, take. Is in Stroud the next guy? Right? Yeah, CJ Stroud's probably. So the next why guy. why not just take one or the other? Unless they do have a, like a straight up preference for one, which a lot of teams probably usually do at this point. But you get the second pick. Yeah, but the what I've been reading on Stroud, he's not like a he's not the two overall guy. So he's oh, I got you. You know, what I'm he's saying? not wor- so he's not worth the spot. Right, so I think that they go up to one, right? Take Bryce Young. Because they want him. Because they want Bryce Young. Yeah, okay. What and I've then, been kind of hearing is that C.J. Stroud, if anything, he's kind of like a later first-round dude. But, I mean, if you need a quarterback desperate. Yeah, you have to take him. him. And that's that's where it comes into play, right? Then you're like, okay, here here's the deal. We'll give you our two and our 12 because we know that the, the Colts are trying to give you your their, their whole thing. Right. We'll give you the two and the 12 this year. And then we'll give you our first next year. Right. And if you're the Bears, you just play these teams, man. I mean, tell them that you've got ten different offers, oh, if you've, even man, if you got dude, two. That would be insane, I mean, dude, they've man. got, like you said, the golden goose. Man. They could do fuck. so much shit with this, with this first overall pick because there's so many desperate teams out there for quarterbacks, dude. man. Three first-round picks in two years for one pick? Right. That's crazy, man. That's the Texans insane. fucked up. That's insane, man. I mean... Just because they, they, they went for it. They went for it. God, what a terrible love decision. Love you deep down. It's a bear at heart, man. <laughs> but they need to trade down. They need to, they need they need numerous picks. They need many picks in this draft and yeah. drafts going forward to fix that team. Yep. But besides that, dude, they've got so much money to spend. Mm-hmm. And not to say that they will spend it all. And honestly, like NFL teams, they aren't built really in free agency. It's built through the draft. It is, man. But if you can go out and supplement your team with dudes, I don't know what the free agent class is, but you've got money to spend, man. You don't have to spend it all this offseason. Isn't A.J. Brown, was he, I mean, he obviously is in the Super Bowl, but going after him, I mean, get it, get yourself a wide receiver, man. That's my thing. Um, yeah, they need a wide receiver big time. I mean, we saw this year. Their wide receiver depth was just awful, man. It was god-awful to watch those guys out there. They need wide receivers. They need pass rushers. They need... Offensive linemen, they need linebackers, they need, fuck, dude, we need it all. Listen, man. Montgomery's um, going to be a free agent, he's gone. Yeah, oh, you know what, dude, go get Saquon, Saquon go get would Josh. Be very interesting. Go get Josh Jacobs, man. Yeah, both those guys, man. Pair them with Justin Fields in the, in the uh, backfield. You're crazy, do you think you're going to get both? both? No, I'm saying go get. One oh, no, I, yeah, miss both. I think go get one of them. Saquon will probably get tagged. I think Josh Jacobs will probably get tagged, too, but you know, then you can talk about making some trades there, too, right? Like the Raiders, man. Hey, tag, tag Josh Jacobs. Trade them to the Bears and give me your first-round pick right. and your first-round pick next year. And then you're talking about some movement here, right? Well, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, the Raiders, give me... The rights to Josh Jacobs. Give, give me, me the rights. Give and me then, Josh Jacobs in, in your first round. Yeah. Or give me uh, Devontae and a second uh, round. Oh, man, that'd be insane. You know? Dude, if you get Devontae, man, that'd be that'd Right, be if you nuts. toy teams with the first, if you just dangle it over their face, I don't here's think the Devontae, first round, here's the first uh, overall, here's right. the first overall. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, what about, uh, what's, what's going to happen with Derek Carr, right? Like, that's the thing, right? He's gone, dude. Well, what are they going to do with him? He's just going to cut him loose? Time. I don't know if he's afraid or not, but they fucking benched him. they got to cut him loose. I mean, fuck, I mean, you're not bringing him back. I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders are going to go get... We, uh... We're gonna have to get Ben on the podcast, man. Yeah, we are. Because he's gonna he's gonna be able to. I don't know when's when's the NFL draft. Next month at some point. Right? April. It's in April. April. So it's still a little bit ways okay. away. Um, 
Bears got some time to kind of think about what they're going to do. I'm hey going to text man, Ben they're right on now the clock. see if he's got time to come on. We did this last time. If he's not, if he's not, if he doesn't have time, we'll have to set something up with him because uh, it's a, uh, it is a, uh, a, a, a big, a big topic, man. But uh, while you're doing that, uh, we're going to take a quick break here, just to to kind of gather our thoughts. Hopefully, Ben does respond. If he doesn't, we'll we'll, we'll set up with something with him later on. But uh, we'll be right back. All right, so we cannot get a hold of him. But uh, we will we will get him on at some point before the draft to give us his expertise. But uh, let uh, let's close this one out, man. It's been a, it's been a decent uh, coming back podcast. We uh, got a lot in our minds. Hopefully, with spring training coming up, you know, and the draft, it's gonna be a fun fun uh, couple of months here. So, uh, how about we close it out? What's your beef, my friend? Uh, my beef of the week is football related. It is. Devin Hester not getting into the Hall of Fame. What, are you an anti-Devin Hester in the Hall no, of Fame? No, I, I agree with that, man. I agree with that. Um, Patrick Willis was also not uh, put in for that, and arguably one of the greatest middle linebackers, definitely of the generation with Luke Keekley. So that pissed me off as well to see that. And uh, that was going to be my beef or one of my beefs. What's going on with that, man? Well, well, my main beef is with uh, with it is I've heard dudes on the radio that voted for it and shit like that. The main argument for him not getting into it, the Hall of Fame, is because a he did not like guys that get in. They play fifty, sixty, seventy snaps a game, and he was just a he was a kick returner, so he didn't he didn't have the longevity, the 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 snap count that guys had it, and b. He wasn't like a premier position, wide receiver, cornerback. Yeah, but he, I'm like, what are you talking about? He though? was still one of the greatest he, of his of his of his craft, though. You know, like exactly that is the only argument that needs to be had. It's <laughs> yeah. the Hall of Fame, right? So he was the greatest at what he did, mm-hmm. and if the NFL does not find a way to get him in the Hall of Fame when he's the best returner to ever play the game, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Makes no sense, dude. He's, I agree. He, he changed the game, dude. He changed the game, the best kick returner of all time, and you're not going to have him in the Hall of Fame. That is kind of dumb, man. I mean, it's like a little sure. stain on the game, man. I mean, that would be like the best uh, – what's the position in baseball that's like – A relief pitcher? Like a relief pitcher. Yeah. Well, because like, he's not a starter. He hasn't pitched six innings a game. It doesn't he's matter. Still one he's of the, the best ever, at right? what he did. You know? Mariano Rivera is the only player to ever get a 100% vote in the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, right. And he pitched one inning a game. Every yeah, single. well, he was the best at what he fucking did, and it mattered I a agree, lot. Dude. And when the Bears were good, Devin Hester mattered, dude. I mean, he was – even if he wasn't returning kicks, he was putting them at the 40, 50-yard line, every, like, consistently, man. And I've got, like, a little Devin Hester story. I went to a Bears game with my, uh, my brother who's been on the pod a couple times a long time ago. And it was the last game of the year. It was cold as shit. And at halftime, we were we were in the bathroom, just like kind of like hanging out because it was warm in there, nice and heated. And they were playing the game like through the speakers, through the radio and the speakers. And I'm sitting there listening. I'm like, I'm like, dude, the game's coming back on. Like, let's go back out there. Like, the game's about to be on. I can hear it. And he's like, no, no, no. They're just they're just talking. Like, we'll just stay in here, and be warm. And I hear it on the radio. They're like, play by play. They kicked it off. Hester's got it. He's returning it, and like the crowd, I can hear the crowd going crazy and shit. 
You return it back all the way for a touchdown, dude. We missed, missed it. Like one of like the <laughs> 18 or 19 kick returns that he had. We missed it because we're standing in the bathroom because my brother no. didn't want to go back out in the cold. Dang so, it. So, yeah, a little story with that. But my beef is him not getting in. I mean, if he's the best at what he did of all time, you got to find a way to get him in there. Agreed. I think it'll be only be a matter of time. I think he will eventually get in it. But it's just my beef this time around that didn't happen. Agreed, man. Agreed with that. Um, I was going to say Patrick Willis, but um, there's just so many things that you could say. Uh, for a beef since we've been out. Um, how about officiating in the NFL, man? Terrible, terrible officiating. Um, don't have to go too much into depth on that, but, man, dude, flags left and right. It's like it's almost rigged, dude. I know there's, like, a bunch of funny stuff going around, but it, it could very well be some sort of – I mean, I'm I'm not going to doubt that there is some sort of, like, fixing going on somewhere. I'm sure there is something going on of that nature, but just officiating has got to be better, man. At least – if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, at least be better about doing it. You know, it's just a little make it when it actually counts when you're pulling these flags. Some of these flags are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, like, yeah, they're dog shit, dude. What and the if hell it happens in on, like dude. week eleven of some bullshit game, it's like nobody notices. But in, in championship playoffs. games, dude, and yeah. and yeah, and conference that's your championship brother too, games, dude. you can't have your brother was pissed. Yeah. He was like, enough? He was like, I'm not yeah. watching this Dude. anymore. Yeah, Roger Goodell, if you're listening, you're losing supporters out there, mainly Nick. He's never, <laughs> watched, he's never watching the NFL again because of the officiating. So. And then the Super Bowl still have the most views ever Sunday. But, yeah. Um, man, it was a pleasure doing this again. Uh, we will we will continue to, to pour more out, especially as, as our primetime uh, season comes along with baseball. Cannot wait, man. Spring training games next few weeks it's it's back man it is back uh yep rye happy to be back man happy to be doing it again yes sir it's a it's a start of a new year start of a new journey for the 12-6 officially season two on the way everybody thank you for listening to another episode of the 12-6 podcast